Uh, I wouldn't say less safe. Nah, I think I'm... Okay. I don't want to use my hood slurm, but these hands work. That was Bradley Beal just putting everyone on notice that uh, he can defend himself, and he has to come out and say that because have you seen the way fans are acting since they've returned to sports? I mean, you'd think we've never been... And when I say we, fans, have never been to a live sporting event with how they've been acting lately. And another crazed fan who had a little bit of a rough week with his team, Maxwell, is joining me as always. This is another edition of Old School Sport. Max, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, ready for the pod. How was your weekend? Uh, I'm starting start off, you know disappointment but then i thought to myself you know what who gives a shit you know time to time to relax and you know have some fun yeah all right i I, uh i completely understand that yeah and we have a lot to get into this episode i'm glad you're excited for it we have a lot to catch up on with nba playoffs we're gonna talk a little tennis today max because osaka forfeited from the tournament over her problems with the media she decided to forego talking to the press she got fined and she started to create the distraction and her words not mine so she felt that she wanted to step away and we're going to talk a little bit about how much the media shouldn't have a role with players nowadays so without further ado let's get our list of the week underway and this list of the week is top three big threes because there's been a lot of talk a lot of hoopla lately about the newest big three in the brooklyn nets so max let's start off with you your number three big three number three for me is uh tim duncan tony parker and manu jadongli that's number three for you okay all right yeah uh i thought um you know they're always a solid team for decades um I would like to see them. They're just always, you know, they're always a solid team. Those first two, I was good. And those series were always like, you know, kind of the head of the snake for the first. And, uh, yeah, the only thing that I kind of wish they did one, I mean, I know it's nitpicking because they, you know, they had five titles in their uh, era, was going back to back, something they never did, which is kind of weird. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought they were uh, number number three for me. Okay. I don't, I don't hate that one, Max. Number three for me, and this was tough, but Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Derek Fisher. I think that people forget how much Derek Fisher contributed to that team. And again, obviously, big one-two is Kobe and Shaquille O'Neal. But Derek Fisher was no scrub himself, had a couple of big shots in a couple of those playoff games that they were together. I'm going with the Lakers' big three at number three. That's, I, I think that one is definitely a playoff victory. But, I mean, Max, when does it matter most? Playoff time, correct? Yeah, no, that's, that's, no that, you're not wrong. Yeah. So, who comes in at number two for you, Max? Number two, uh, you know, this one's pretty easy. When you think of big three, think of the Miami, Miami big three, baby. I'm going with those guys forever. But I got to be realistic for number two. Probably could make the argument they should be number three. But guess what? My list, right? To my rules. So, I'm going number two, big three, heat, baby. Yeah, Max, I don't, I don't hate that at all. I actually, I, I actually have that for number two as well, and the reason is, is because I think you have arguably the greatest player in LeBron James to ever play the game, right there with Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, another integral part to that team. You think about some of the plays that he 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 showed up. You could argue that he was the clutchest because it wasn't always the big shot. It was always about the play that gets forgotten about or the rebound that's forgotten about. So I'm going with number two, Miami Heat, big three, two. And, and if they had more than four years together, they would have won more rings. Yeah, I think they would have won one more, honestly, if LeBron would have said another year. I, but, you know, that's... Hearsay now, but um, number one for me, it is MJ, Scotty, and uh, Dennis Rodman. I, mean, I think kind of speaks for themselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those guys defensively could just lock you down. MJ could get, you know, I don't need to tell everybody how, how good MJ was and hit 
just, I mean, offensively, yeah, you know, 90s basketball is a little more like, you know, slow pace and post-ups and long twos and getting to the rim. But those those three defensively were just amazing, especially Scotty Pippen. Like, if you guys he, – he's about how good uh, Kawhi Leonard was in Kawhi's prime defensively on the wing. But, um, yeah, I think those guys, I'd be number one. Well, for me at least. Max, number one, I can't argue with yours, right? The only reason why I don't have them on my list is because – I guess with the big three, when you say it, all of them are like, I just feel that Michael Jordan, when I hear about the Chicago Bulls dynasty team, yes, I was just Scottie Pippen, um, Dennis Rodman, great players, right? But I immediately think of Michael Jordan, so that's why I left them off my list. Number one for me is actually the San Antonio Spurs. Just because, I mean, you think about it, Max, and they were one of the most successful three to ever play the game, having won 575 regular season games and 126 postseason games. They made, what was it, from 2002 to 2016, playoff appearances Uh, Max these guys none of them ever made noise they're so forgotten about it's disrespectful along with one of the greatest head coaches to ever coach in the game Uh, there's so much to like about this team but because they kept their mouths shut and they didn't feel that they were bigger than the game no one no one gives them the attention no one gives them the credit that they deserve I mean, I thought Tony Parker had some intention hooking up with his teammate's wife, no? uh, Well, okay. Um, Okay, wow, that was a fucking low, low, low. No, I mean, yeah, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, all right, all right. I mean, but I'm I'm going with my personal big three favorite, and uh, it's the San Antonio Spurs, but... Yeah, Max, I, I can't argue with that one. And I can't argue with your list either. So, good work. And um, I just I just want to bring them up because I, there was no way I was going to put them on my list. But can we just slow down with the Brooklyn Nets? Yes, they are playing great basketball right now. I got to be honest with you. I did not expect the big three to play as well as they have so far in the Celtics series, right? But it is still the first round with a far inferior Celtics team, right? Let's wait until they actually win it all before we start comparing I mean, them. I mean, even their next round, their next round is gonna be that. That's gonna be a tough second round. Well, it, with the Bucks also. I mean, okay, Max. Let me ask you this, right? As you can go sport by sport if you want, but in this instance. Would you rather have the rest or would you rather stay hot? Uh, I think it kind of depends on, you know, the demographics of your team. But just top of my head, I like more rest. Okay. Because I I feel that I've seen it 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 worked the opposite for my favorite team. Like so so the Giants Super Bowl runs, they played all 17 all 16 games and then had the wild card but because they finished the regular season on a strong note it carried into the playoffs right but then i also have the mets in 2015 they had so much time before the world series started that it almost like they cooled off they cooled down and yeah, i feel like that's like sports though and like for those specific sports like football you know like you would like, you know, for wild card teams, the NFL, you know, they get hot the right time in football. Yeah, that's you know, it, true. It happened. Like yeah. Baseball. Remember, what was it, the Rockies when they lost to the Red Sox in the World Series? Mm-hmm. They had, like, I think two weeks off, and they stuck too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. So, with basketball, you know, I don't know. I've never really seen it. I mean, obviously, I haven't really seen it with the Knicks. But I, I would assume that rest is going to help them in the long run because it's a more um, – endurance type sport but but we'll see we'll see but yeah definitely no cakewalk max because the bucks looked really good and before we get talking about the bucks let's just briefly talk about naomi osaka so like i said earlier naomi osaka number two ranked women's player in the world i believe decided to far uh forfeit the event she withdrew from the french open citing anxiety and 
paranoia over media interviews and she was fined $15,000 for skipping the press conferences and she felt she was becoming a distraction so again like I said she decided to withdraw Max I feel like so before we get into this topic I just want to say this about the media and sports right there's nothing that upsets me more now when after a championship the first thing you see is the reporters rushing onto the field or them pulling players away from their teammates to get that first interview right I mean, Max, you take a look decades past and you used to see fans rush onto the field, right? And I feel like it's been a, while fan inclusion, fan participation has decreased, the media uh, input, the media um, influence has increased. And I don't necessarily like that for the game, for sports. Now, am I saying that fans should still be allowed to run on the field and all that? No, because you can't trust anyone nowadays. So, because it's it's obviously a safety issue. But I think that the media needs to be restricted much more than it is right now when it comes to athletes and when it comes to sports. And I'll be honest with you, Max. I don't think there's as much of a need to talk to players to talk to athletes right after every single event i mean max really osaka where are they gonna ask her how important is it to get out to an early lead in the opening set how did you feel today what was she doing that made it tough to return the ball or something they're all gonna be basic questions and you're not really gonna get much from the athlete yes there are times where a great soundbite comes along or something spicy happens, some controversy is born, right? I get it. But after every single... There there, there should be a limit, in my opinion. And if she really feels this way, if she really gets anxiety over press conferences, what's the big deal, right? I still think she should talk to the press, but let her do it on her own time or at a less capacity than she is. What do you think? Do you think that there's still a need for uh, athletes to speak to the, the media after every single event, after every single game that they do? Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't really, like, it, it's the same thing kind of like when, um, you know, the NBA has coaches or players mic'd up. You don't really get anything out of it half the time, you know? It, it's just coach speak and, oh, come on, I'll get back on defense, you know, it's stuff like that. It's like, you think in hindsight it'd be cool like talking to players after games but you know everybody wants to go home at the end of the day most of the time and when it comes to her you know I've seen some of her interviews and yeah they're you know I'm not gonna lie they're they're pretty awkward so you can tell that you know she's uncomfortable and she has anxiety with it and it's kind of like what um, you said like what, what do we like we you know tennis is that sport where you can watch what's kind of going on what is, you gonna, what is she gonna say well you know she hit the ball towards you know my backhand so I backhand it and I got a pastor. You know what I mean? Like, what? what is there? What's the question asked that we don't really see? And when it comes to tennis media, they're pretty brutal. I mean, have you seen what they've done to Serena Williams over the years? Yeah. And whatever. Yeah. You know, so they, they, they're, they're like kind of old fashioned when it comes to, you know, their things and find her $50,000. And I read this today. I, I, I might have been New York Times or something, one of those websites or um, newspapers that Asia or Japan, I forget what she, where she's from or her nationality is, is like one of the leaders in tennis. So you think they might want to like, you know, help out that uh, continent or whatever the hell, that part of the world, I'm sorry. And she's like the biggest, she's gonna be the next big star after Serena, like she probably is right now, honestly, you know, she's younger. Um, and they're just like, tennis is just whipping on this. I mean, if the girl doesn't want to talk yet, I mean, at the same time, though, I feel like I can understand where some fans are like, oh, well, you know, I, I want to hear from her and this and that, whatever. But like you said, it should be kind of on her time to maybe, you know, do like a two-question minimum. You know, you, somebody gets two questions and that's it. Something like that, I could see. But, yeah, I don't – I don't know. I feel like this is just a tennis issue. Like, they're making a bigger deal than it needs to be. Well, I'll, I'll open it up to bigger – to more sports though because think about Marshawn Lynch he did something very similar back in that Super Bowl media week where he was like I'm just here so I don't get fined and all that then you have Cam Noon coming out after the Super Bowl being a sore loser and and that's a little different because 
I, and I've said this before, I never really cared for Cam's cockiness and all that. And then it, once he loses, then he acts like a sore loser, right? That to me is a little different. But sounds like LeBron. Yeah. But do you really need to hear from the person right after they lost the biggest game of their life? Yeah. I, I mean, and even even on the winning side, do you really need to hear from them right? Like, let them take in the moment. Let them have it sink in and then get their morning after or something like that type of a reaction. Like, I, I think that will be okay as fans because if you really care as a fan, you care more about what – just happen on the field than you do about what they have to say because it's not like anything they say will have an impact on the outcome type of thing. Yeah, I yeah, that's it. Like yeah, when somebody loses the finals championship, which is whatever. So like, you really want to hear this person? They probably worked their whole life for this. Yeah, they're all pissed off and they're in a terrible mood. Yeah, let's ask some questions. So what could you done better? You know, you know, you dropped the ball on third and ten, whatever. You know, any regrets dropping that ball? It's like yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You yeah, know, I mean, it just. I don't get why they're off the field. They gotta, you know, they gotta get in the locker room answer questions. It's a little, yeah, it's a little. I don't know. It's a little weird to me, but that, that's how it's always been. Yeah. Now, Max, I, I, I feel for, her and I just want to apologize. I said number two earlier. I don't know why I said number two. She's actually the number one ranked women's tennis player in the world. So I apologize for that. But it just, it really is sad that they. Okay, finding whatever, that's fine. But the fact that she had to withdraw the tournament. And again, it was her decision, but it really sucks that you don't have the best player in that sport playing. They really need to review themselves. They really need to take a look at the mirror and be like, all right, what can we do better type of thing. And, And again, I just feel like the media looks for any way to get a player to slip or to exploit them. And I think that they need to that they need to be restricted more. Now, Max, we're going to go a little out of order because I realize this is a better segue to the NBA. But, no, Max, there's been... I just talked about how I wish there was more fan participation with the players on the sidelines and all that. However, I might regret saying that. I might want to take that back because the last couple weeks with fans in NBA standings, NBA stadium seats... It's kind of been a problem, Max. So, obviously, a couple weeks back, the Utah Jazz incident, or last week, it, everything seems to be clumping together. Utah Jazz incident where John Morant's parents were racially heckled. Those fans were uh, banned for life from that stadium. You had the fan just last night running onto the court during the Wizards 76ers game fan threw a water bottle at Kyrie the other night fan threw popcorn at Westbrook he was ready to go fight in the stands Emmanuel quickly said someone threw a beer at him at MSG even though I haven't seen any video of that but I'm not I'm not saying that he's lying Trey Young at MSG being spit on now Max I hate Trey Young I hate what he's doing to my next right that's where I draw the line though yeah, I, I mean, that's just despicable, and that's just not right. I hope that fan never is allowed back into chemistry. But, Max, if there is one thing I hate, it's when – I think this is my biggest sports pack peeve is when the fan at a game tries to make themselves bigger than what's going on yeah. on the court or on the field, right? And whether it's, uh, you know – I've sat with people, I'm not going to name names, where they start chugging and spilling the beer over them. They start going shirtless and they start acting like the unofficial mascot for that team, right? But I hate when fans try to make it bigger than themselves. These fans all did that with their actions. They were trying to get attention brought onto them. I mean, I mean, the fan, I, I don't understand running onto the court or running onto the field. You know you're going to get arrested. What's the point of that? I mean, really, yeah. seriously. I mean, look at that guy with who threw the water bottle at Kyrie Irving. He's going to – he's charged with an assault with a dangerous weapon, Max. Max, all for throwing a water bottle at a player. Like, I, I just don't understand how stupid, 
how stupid someone can be. And you just got back. I mean, if there's anything we learned from this pandemic, sports wise, mm-hmm. sports wise, is going to a game is yeah. a privilege, not a right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you think I appreciate it a little bit more, you know? Exactly. What would you think, Max? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I view it a little bit more differently. Not that what you said is wrong, but you know, I, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of people on social media is like, you know, this this outrage of like, you know, the thing happened with LeBron and or not LeBron um, with Westbrook, and then LeBron's you know going at the NBA saying NBA needs to fix this right now. Well, LeBron, what the hell do you want the NBA to do? about a fan throwing popcorn. You know what I mean? Like, it's... And then I see all these media people, like, you know, the NBA needs to be better during this, and this is unacceptable, and this and that, whatever. Well, why can't fans be better? Why, why is always the league's fault? You know, don't get me wrong. I, I've ripped the league several times throughout the year about what they've been doing. But, you know what I mean? It's just like... I feel like everyone has to be on social media. No, I'm more madder than you because of this will happen. No, I'm madder. You, know, you, you get what I'm saying with this? I feel like it's a lot of, like fake outrage like everyone's more madder than somebody else about this no i i agree i agree max and and like you said what is the nba gonna do are they gonna start making the court a fishbowl where we're just gonna have to look through glass or something yeah, clear I just, I, i'm just confused on like what they want like what does lebron want the nba to do like, exactly I mean, like th- there's always bad apples in groups and you know it's just like that one fan who who chucked the uh Kyrie. The only thing I will say about that, I'm not saying what he did was right at all, but I'm coming at Celtics players right now. I know they, they're playing, what, about an hour, 7.30? Um, I don't know if they're still on the court when he's something a logo, but I'm sorry. If I'm a player on the Celtics team and I see Kyrie do that on my court to my logo, I'm confronting him a little bit. That's one thing I've yet to hear any, anybody in the media talk about, which is which is stun, stunning to me. You haven't you seen people talk about it, Max? No, I haven't heard one person say, a player that Celtics teams should confront Kyrie about it. Nothing. I mean, I'd like to see something tonight get a little bit chippy, but, you know, everyone's friends with Kyrie on the team. Everyone gives him hugs after the games, and it's like, what are we doing? It's playoff games, not regular season games. Well, No, I haven't seen I want to see a player get, you know, get in his face and be like, what the hell is going on here? So, you know, Max, I, I, I'm a little conflicted because maybe it's just because I have a hatred for Brooklyn or I, I don't I haven't had this happen to one of my teams. I, I thought people were blowing the Kyrie thing a little out of proportion. I mean, I don't look at it like like I understand what people are saying, but like to me it's just a logo and what he stepped on it. I mean, I, I'm more upset at the fact that he just uh, he and the other two of the big three embarrassed my team on the court type of thing. So yeah, I I'm not like I'm I'm not like oh my god how disrespectful like like I get it like when Terrell Owens went on the star and everything like mm-hmm. that was disrespectful to the Cowboys I didn't think the Kyrie thing was all that crazy but I I agree with you Max the fact that the Celtics haven't come out the present day now Max I don't know if you saw KG come out with his Instagram story yeah he he, he can shut the hell up yeah by the way too huh? yeah, yeah I, I was know. just. Yeah, he, he didn't shut the hell up. I was One just of the biggest top guys in the NBA. I used to love KG when he got on T-Wolves, but that man went to Boston and think he's some kind of, you know, just five-time champion. I mean, that whole team does, but yeah. KG, I mean, do you want to tell the listeners what, what the rumors are about him, or should I? No, you go for it. Okay, well, we all know Charlie uh, Villanueva. You know, he's got that one disease. I oh, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he, he called him uh, a cancer patient. Uh, it was Mother's Day. Tim Duncan's mother passed away on Mother's Day a couple years, last or not last year, but I think it was like 2003 year, like the year after, like 2002, said Happy Mother's Day to Tim Duncan. Uh, he told Carmel Anthony that his wife tasted like Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. Something on a logo is, that that's draws a line. They got Glenn Davis, too, who just rides a cult tales of those Celtics teams saying that Kyrie's going to get smacked up in her life. Like, dude, okay. Now, listen. I'm all for, you know, if I was a softball player, somebody stomped on my logo. I'm going to fight a little bit. I'm not going to try to fight to kill the dude or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Glenn Davis is safe, so he better watch his back. <laughs> What's going to happen? You going to eat on Glenn Davis? The hell are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Glenn Big Baby Davis. Jeez, that guy. Do you remember that? That was when he cried on the <laughs> on the oh, side. That's my, my KG cursing him out. Yeah. yeah. But 
Max, um, just to go back, the cancer patient line is so fucked to me. I didn't know about the Mother's Day. If that's true, that's really fucked up. And then the Mellow one, I was upset at the time uh, because obviously Mellow was on the Knicks at the time. But that's kind of hilarious. To no, me. it's it's funny, but yeah. you know that's you bringing someone's wife in the in, involvement. You know that that's where that's where it gets kind of ugly. You well, know, that's you one know, of those family. also. That's also one of those two backs. I don't mean to cut you off, but where I'd like to know how often players' wives are brought into things because if that's not yeah. part of it, then I'll, then I'll be like, okay, that was out of line by Kevin Garnett. You know, I want to get back to the point about, you know, the whole fans thing or whatever, but, you know, I, I hate to be a skunk at the garden party, but, I, you know, w- what's going on in the world right now, I hate to be like this, but, I, I, you know, I feel like these basketball players, you know, let's be honest, most of them are black, and these white fans, I think, you know, with the whole political things going on or whatever, I think it, it, it seems a little bit, you know, racist undertones to me, what's going on here. Max, you know, I wasn't going to bring that up, but I couldn't agree with you more. I've gotten the same. So obviously, first of all, what happened with John Morant? There's no doubt about that. That, that, that is. Did you, did you see the video on that too? That he went up yeah. to D Wade because his dad told him, and he told D Wade who was sitting courtside about it, and then that's when him and the other uh, the other owner Jazz um, got security and got the guy out. Of the yeah. Thing. Like what? How can you say? How can you say that somebody? Yeah. Now Max, though the other incidents. Besides, I mean, listen. Besides, besides the fan running onto the court, I I yeah. agree with you. I I do, and I again, no one's really made that point, and but I've been thinking it as well. And yeah, I, you know, I, I don't want to say it either, but I just you know what, screw it. What's yeah, happen? especially with Kyrie, especially with Kyrie being yeah. as open and I I don't want to assume anything, but I think Kyrie knew what he was doing. Not not with stomping on the logo, but. You know, before the uh, series or before they went back to, or I'm sorry, game speak. Game three, when they're going to Boston, he, he made that comment. He knew what he was doing. He wanted to get he a did. reaction out of that. He did. He so, did. and which, honestly, I would have done too because we all know Boston's history, you know, when it comes yeah. to basketball yep. or whatever. Yep. They don't like Kyrie anyway. So, which, he was just saying, don't be don't be openly openly racist. But he said, yeah, let me race towards me. You know, keep it quiet. That's yeah. what he basically said, which made me kind of laugh. Yeah. And then he flipped on the logo, and then that fan was probably hammered out of his mind and saw that. And he goes, you what? You're Kyrie. Like, oh, you really showed in. Now, you know, now your life's screwed for the uh, next couple of years. Yeah. But, uh, okay, wait, Max. Can I just ask you this, though, too, on the fan being charged? Can we just agree, though? And, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to have sympathy for the guy. Can we just both agree that a water bottle – empty or full is not really a dangerous weapon yeah no no i i think what they're doing though is just make an example out of them okay that's a good point yeah i know but no you're right though like you know it's yeah i mean what are the odds but you know it's still like just just don't maybe just go home yeah no, home. i know i know you know what i mean like no, I, I know what you're saying though but like it's just they, they got to make an example out of them so they're, they're doing the mulch right now like I saw, like he could do ten years in jail or something. I saw. Jeez. Like that's obviously that's a little much. Yeah. You know, but they gotta make an example out of these guys because it's happening like every game almost. Yeah. No, I know. Now, Max, the one thing I wanted to say about what you were going on about Kyrie, what he said before. How about Danny Ainge's tone deaf response to? I mean, I, you you want me to talk about Danny Ainge? I mean, you you have the floor. I've had enough of them. No, no, just just uh, honestly, like. First off, how can you say that when you know not only your t- arena, but also the Red Sox have had complaints about, against them? Like, how could you come out and say that, honestly, seriously? Danny Ainge. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, Marcus Smart, his own player, said something about it. I know, and it's I still, know. still not good enough for that guy. still not good enough. I know. And, Max, uh, last thing on this, but another problem, like you said, Everyone's buddy buddy. There's no, there's no. Don't disrespect our court. Don't disrespect us. Don't disrespect our franchise type of thing. Like Kyrie should be bumped around tonight, but no, because they're all friends, right? They're all hugging. 
before the yeah. game and everything. I'm not asking for a fist fight, but you know, I'm gonna no, you know, no, little little pushing and shoving. You yeah, know, just like you know, you, stuff like that. But you know, this cool, you know, Marcus Smart's one of Kyrie's best friends. He's not gonna do it to him. Yeah. You know, uh, Jason Tatum daps him up every time he sees him. Duke Brotherhood, but you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's uh, it's just. If if I if somebody did this to the Heat, I'd be inflamed right now. Well, I mean that wouldn't happen. Giannis Hazard would do something about it, but you know. Yeah. Um. But all right, Max. Let's move on. And I hate to do this to you, but your Miami Heat were swept by the Milwaukee Bucks, and I did not expect this. You were indifferent, Max. What was your instant reaction? Max. Yeah. Did you hear me? No, I did not. Oh. Your Miami Heat were swept by the Milwaukee Bucks. What was your in- instant reaction? Uh, not going to lie to you. First hour, hour and a half, I was pretty, pretty pissed off, pretty, pretty livid. Uh, got off, did not go on Twitter because I, I know how many people were just waiting for the Heat to, you know lose or get beat by the Bucks. So people come out of the woodworks or talking all types of shit, which, you know, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to say I'm happy they got swept. You know, I would have loved them to win one game at least. But um, no, I, I've said before, this season was was a drag. I think it was a drag on them. But, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to give any excuses, though. Man and Jimmy played like shit. Uh, you know, Jim, Jimmy was talking a lot of stuff, which, you know, that's what Jimmy does. That's, you know, that's what gets him motivated. And that's another thing too. The media, oh my God, they were. I listened to Rosillo and Simmons podcast, and man, they were just. There are other people. They were just waiting for this playoff series to be over with, and the, the stuff they were saying this and that, whatever. And I'm thinking, well, I, I know by me saying this, everyone's like, you know, well, yeah, no shit. Uh, Steph Curry can talk more. I mean, Steph Curry's pretty cocky and talks a lot too, and he didn't make playoffs, and nobody said nobody bad in night. Which you know, but I know, I know he's got more credit. Than Jimmy media Curry, golden like, boy, media golden boy. Yeah. No, I know, but you know that. Like I said, I know he's got way more credibility than, than Jimmy does. But it's like you know, Jesus, you know, at least Jimmy had one year of him being the best player on the team going to the finals. You know, has that done that? Nope. And again, I'm not saying you know that Jimmy Butler is better than Steph Curry. I'm not. I'm not saying that because he's got more rings and you know what, better shooter and all all that. Create, you know what I mean? But it's just, yeah, um. I think that the pipe dream is for LA to lose the Clippers to get out of the first round or not make it out of the first round. Try to get Kawhi in there. Uh, I think Kyle Lowry is a possibility. Him and Jimmy are best friends. And uh, yeah, just add some more pieces, whatever you can. It's not going through the draft. They don't have any. You know, I found out today. I didn't even know this that they don't have. They can only trade one pick. I think in the next seven years, and that's a 2024 second round pick. Wow. And people. And now I'm glad I said that too. And for the people who you know are still complaining about, oh, how did he not get James Harden? That's why. What what did Brooklyn get in that deal, or what did Houston get in that deal? A bunch of draft picks. They could only they could only offer Hero, Robinson, none, Iguodala, and Olenek to make the contract up. And they wanted a lot of picks with it. Obviously, Miami has no picks until 2024, and that's a second rounder. But you know the media's you know the media and all the, you know randoms who watch the league are just going to talk shit about it. So. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just glad the season over for my heat because I think everybody needs a break. And then, you know, no, no excuses next year. That's why I look at it. Okay, so let's let's fast forward a little bit. What do they have to do to get back to the finals next year? I think that they need to – I don't know. Like I said, I think they need to get more guys on that team that get a little bit younger, get another point guard. Um, you know, I think Kendrick Nunn will be gone in a signed trade. Uh, I like I love for them to get Kyle Lowry. He, you know, he would change the pace for them a little bit, create a shot a little bit. Uh, they definitely need another three level scorer. I don't know what you know. That's supposed to be Hero. He had a pretty bad year this year. Is on and off. Um, I, I'm going to be opposed to them of him being in a trade. Uh, I'd like to see Jimmy Butler work on his jumper more, so because I think he got wore down towards the end of the season. That's why he was shooting nine threes. Uh, I mean, honestly, though, this is this is the one that if he does this, if, if Bam looks to be more of a scorer and look at the basket more often, I, I think that's going to be Miami's X actor because he can average 
he can average 18 to 20 to 20 points a game if he, if he actually wanted to shoot the ball a little bit more instead of his dribble handoff and being scared of the attack to the rim, whatever. It was. It reminded me of like 2011 LeBron finals time a little bit. Just he was just hesitant, didn't know what to do, and it was just. I mean, man, they're they're giving the they Lopez was giving him that 15 footer all day, and he was just I don't know what he was doing. Um, and just retool the team a little bit, get more depth on the team, and uh, that's really it. Max, what is their cap situation like? Obviously, you said Kyle Lowry, but do you think that they could be in the Chris Paul sweepstakes? Um, if Chris Paul were to opt out, yeah, I, I, I you know, the drive, I, I didn't even think about that. But I honestly, I, I think your Knicks would be something you would look at more than Miami, honestly. Well, let's because Leon Rose is old agent. I know, I, I know. Close with. That would be... I can see. So, but, but, no, uh, I mean, don't be wrong, though. I would love Chris Paul in the Heat, but, you know, I don't know what the deal would be. And then, uh, you know, there's this rumor about Jimmy Butler wanting a contract extension, and, you know, that's... Who, who knows how much money they're going to have, but... No, they have... Them and the Knicks have the most money, I believe, next offseason, or this coming offseason. Okay. Oh, wow. So, we could be... We could... It may not be in the playoffs this year, Max, but we could be battling in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no. All right. So, I mean, I really don't have anything to add on to. And if I did try to do so, I would be disrespecting you. I, 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 the only thing that I'll say is, Max, is I think that you were 100% right in the fact that they definitely took a hit with the lack of an offseason from their finals run, right? And then... I just I, I expected more from them in the first series though. But I think that the Bucks got much better than yeah. when they oh, played yeah, yeah, the Heat last postseason. And I think that this was just a Bucks team on the mission to come out and say that, hey, we can beat the Heat. And this was their opportunity to do so. And they did that. Yeah, I mean Eric Butzel was he was dreadful for Milwaukee last year. Every time he did something Every time he shot the ball, it was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And that's a massive upgrade for them. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, they got, I mean, they're not household names, but Forbes was good, great for them. Middleton was, played great. Middleton. Um, Bobby Portis was a nice find for them. You know, they needed more depth. You know, they had a guy like George Hill on his last legs, and Kyle Corver still out there defending, and Wesley Matthews. You know, they got a little bit younger, more athletic, and it paid off for them. So, yeah. Congrats to them, but I'm telling you right now, Bucks Twitter, if you guys do not make it out of the second round, I'm going to be coming at you guys because you guys talk a lot of shit. And I'm gonna say, I, I already know what I'm saying right now, too. Bubble or not, still can't get out of the second round. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Um, I think that if it wasn't a championship – the Heat needed the rest the most, so maybe maybe this will this sucks in the short term, but maybe in the long term it will be exactly what they need. Yeah, I, I think that's what I think. It reminded me of the kind of the oh six oh seven year, the year after they won the championship when the Bulls swept in the first round. I mean that team was tapped out. They're old, you know. They're happy they just got the uh, the ring. Like Gary Payton had during the uh, start of the year oh six oh seven. Yeah, you know I got my ring. I'm good now. Yeah. So. That's, that's what kind of year it was. Everyone's just happy they got the ring. And, yeah, so, yeah, next year, hopefully Miami uh, is back healthy. And, and the and, last um, thing. You know, this year, they get not a full pass for me. They get a little bit of a pass. Would have been nice to win a game at least. You know, I have a little pride. Yeah. Um, but, no, next year, no, no more excuses for sure. Yeah, but uh, they definitely had a great – one of my favorite moments of the season with Udonis Haslam going up to Dwight Howard. And you can clearly see what he was saying. But, Max, I do think that – I mean, listen, I think that Miami is obviously a great attraction for any free agent. But I look at Pat Riley as the godfather, and he's going to make a big-time free agent if Kawhi becomes available, if Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry becomes available, make him an offer they can't refuse – and uh, I think that he's just great as as a closer. I think he's a great executive, and uh, I think that the Heat will improve after this offseason. Yeah, that, that's the plan. You know, I, I know Duncan Robinson is free agent, but they own his rights, so you know they, they can go over the cap for him, which would be huge. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, it'd be nice if you could take like a little haircut too. Uh, you know, maybe like sixteen million instead of eighteen. But yeah, we're no. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited that honestly, like I said, I'm I'm excited the year's over with because I could you know that team was just it was a drag and I think everybody needed a break and yeah, just you know. Somebody else is here this year, so you know, we'll come back stronger next year. Yeah, speaking of someone else, um, it's not looking too good for my New York Knicks right now, who are down three one to the preteen Trey Young and the all of a sudden big mouth Clint Capella. I don't know if I've ever seen Capella speak more than five words. Yeah, I haven't either. Honestly. And then he comes out and runs his mouth. But that's okay. Game five tomorrow, we're, we are recording this episode Tuesday night. And game five is tomorrow night, Wednesday night, back at MSG. The Knicks are looking very much forward to getting back home because the last two games at State Farm Arena were an absolute joke. And Max, I just want to say real quick. They had arguably the most valuable player in the season with Julius Randle. They had the most improved player, which Randle won, in R.J. Barrett. And they had Coach of the Year in Tom Thibodeau. And two of the three have not shown up. First off, Thibs's rotation, some of his decision-making with Nilakina has been head-scratching, yep. to put it nicely. And his rotations have been terrible. Julius Randle, I mean, listen, right? This man is still going to get paid this offseason. But what a time to put together the worst streak you've had of this season. He has been nowhere to be found, okay? And listen, I will say this. I thought the series was all Hawks after the way game one ended and how the second half started in game two the next rallied back but other than that half max you cannot tell me the knicks have played good basketball and there's so much wrong i mean the number one defense they've been atrocious trey young uh, open shots for their three-point shooters max i don't know what happened to that defense but it's an embarrassment. They they got embarrassed on the road. And I get it. I get it. The Hawks are a good team. They probably have more talent all around than the Knicks do. But just just the way they're losing is very disappointing in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know, lack for a better term, but playoff basketball is just different, you know. And it seems like Randall is – it looks like to me he's pressing a little bit. And, I mean, honestly – he, he kind of struggled the last month of the season too, a little bit too. So he's been kind of on a you know a downward little bit. Um, you know, RJ Barrett comes and goes a little bit. Uh, you know, I th- th- this is my biggest strike with Tibbs throughout you know the, his coaching career is that when it gets to the playoffs, this is where he he starts to just overthink a little bit too much. Like, the, like I'm so heartbroken on the Neil Pena thing because that's just that's I'm sorry, it's just asinine. You don't bring so many cold guarding Trey Young. Yeah, and, and like you like you said, his rotations have been kind of weird, uh, and it's just yeah. I mean, you know, it's not over with. You know, get a win to, uh, tomorrow night. It's three two. You know, anything can happen. But yeah, it definitely doesn't look too good right now. Well, here's here's what really worries me. Right, is first off, they don't have home court right now, and I've seen them win at home, so I know that's possible. However. I have not seen them win on the road yet in the playoffs. So even if they win game five, I'm not too high on game six. And B, I've seen the Hawks win on the road this series. So I know that's possible. So there's no – I mean, the next season really is on life support. That doesn't mean I'm giving up. That doesn't mean I look at this season as a disappointment at all. I mean, the fact that they're even in the playoffs is a blessing. How many positives came along the way this season? It just – for the way game one ended and then how game three and four have panned out, just really hard to watch. And and it just – for – I mean, especially the defense. Defense has been the most disappointing. I mean, even when the Hawks are missing shots, I feel like they've had wide open opportunities. And yeah. that's the thing that drives me the craziest. Especially uh, Hunter. 
I forget what game it was. It might have been game two. I know the next one, but man, he was getting great yep. looks and just wide yep. open. No, I know. I know. But listen, it, it's not over till the fat lady sings. I get it. But just it, it's not looking good right now, Knicks fans. And and again, don't the other reason why I'm still trying to remain positive is they've been written off all season long. Maybe they pull another rabbit out of their hat. Who knows? But all I know is the game five will be rocking that MSG elimination game or not. But Max, let's move along. Max, our guy, AD, injured once again. Who would have thought? He did not come back in the second half of game four. Lakers went on to lose that game. And now the series is tied between LA and Phoenix 2-2. Max, I really thought after game three, the Lakers were going to run away with this series. I did. Are they done if AD misses the rest of the series? I think it's kind of a yeah, yes. If he's not healthy, they'll be they'll be done. But at the same time, Chris Paul, if his injury keeps on lingering, he can't play. Then if he's out, I, I like LeBron over Booker. You know, um, but no, you know the AD thing. This is one of the, one of the issues when you know he's one on your team. I mean, listen, he he brings you a lot of good. Don't get me wrong, a lot of good. But it's just he's got these nagging injuries that just constantly always add, uh, add up to him. And, you know, the Lakers haven't really looked too good. But to me, it looks like a team who aren't happy for each other when they play because, you know, Marcus Gasol has been playing more than uh, Montrez Harold, And, you know, Harold's sub-tweeting, people, sub-tweeting the team. And then when he gets called out on social media, Lakers fans call him out on it and he's getting all offensive whatever. And it seems like to me that team is just not happy for the teammates if they're not playing. And, you know, I mean, look at Marcus Gasol for instance. Being on the year, he was pouting. And throughout the year, he was pouting not playing. Now he's playing. Now uh, Montrez isn't happy. Dennis Schroeder is always hot and cold. Um, yeah, LA, LA's in for a big issue. I know KCP's coming back today, and that's that's huge for him because he, he's gotten better ever since uh, LeBron's gotten there. Uh, but, you know, the thing back in my mind, though, too, is if Chris Paul's injured, he's always banged up in the playoffs, too, so you never know what's going to happen with him. And if that's the case, Booker against LeBron, I'm picking LeBron all day. So if the, if the Suns can stay healthy, then I like them over the Lakers without AD for sure. Yeah, I think you make a great point, Max. If it came down to, I mean, I mean, Paul is injured and still putting up good numbers, but if he cannot go for whatever reason, any sort of night, I will take LeBron over Booker 10 times out of 10. But if AD cannot go and it's Booker against Paul and the rest of that Suns team, I do think the Lakers will be first round exits. But I say that, Max, and I could so see it. So see it being one of those back and forth type series. And then game seven, then I'm taking LeBron. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's something about game seven LeBron that puts the team on his back and somehow, some way gets the job done. So if that's the case, I'm going with the Lakers. But the Lakers are in a lot of trouble. And, And again, it just goes to show you Anthony Davis, injury prone. And I I get it. I get now that we do have to at least admit that he is a critical part to that Lakers team. Since we're saying, oh, if he can't go, then the Lakers are done. They can't get past the first round. But he just, he he's not a guy. He's not a franchise player to me. He's not. He definitely... It, 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 he's a weird guy because in New Orleans, you know, he was a team. He was, you know, the franchise for a while. Face franchise goes to L.A. and it's like, oh well, this is LeBron's best team already, and this and that. And he just, I don't know. He, but but Max, he player. he was the franchise. But what did they do with yeah. him? Nothing. No, I know. Trust me, I, I I've been saying that for for a long time. Yeah. About AD, but it's just, I mean, yeah, of course you love him on your team. Don't get me wrong, you know, but it's just. I, it's hard to, to have him be your lead dog or even your second guy when he's always banged up. Ideally, he's your second, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a really good number two option. But it's when this is the time of year you need him. And it's always something with him. It's always He's always banged up. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, and Max, uh, not to give him a complete pass, but also Paul seems to get injured at the worst yeah. times as well. 
go oh, back a couple of years when uh, the Rockets had a lead over the Warriors. Paul misses Game Six, Game Seven. Warriors end up coming back. You can't. Houston would have won the championship that year too. You think they would have won it all? Oh yeah, they I, yeah they were the best team that year. Okay. Yeah. I mean they would be in, they would be in that Cleveland team. I mean yeah, Golden State swept them. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, so I it, this this series, man. I will say this though: very, very, very entertaining to watch, and I'm glad that it's a close, uh, close series. Yeah, I wish it wasn't, you know, at ten o'clock, but you know, that's our I know. On East Coast. <laughs> I know, I know. But Max, another big name that went down due to injury, and we're not sure how much time he's going to miss. Joel Embiid went down in the Sunday Sixers loss to the Washington Wizards. Max, that is not good at all for the Philadelphia 76ers because did you see the Wizards take advantage of Simmons yep. at the free Locked throw? It. Yeah. Listen, I, I, there's no doubt, right, as a shooter, Simmons has progressed over the last couple of years, has gone better over the last couple of years, but Max... He can't carry the Sixers team very far. So when you, when you say shooting, you mean like free throw shooting? Because he still ain't shooting jumpers. I saw a stat. Hold on. Hold on. Shooting percentage. Oh, so that's like layups and around the rim. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. He's gone up over the last five, five years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's better finishing with his right hand, but he's still shooting lefty, which is a little weird. Yeah. Me. But no. I mean, we we saw last night what it looks like with Ben Simmons' left team. Now, mind you, one game sample size, we're probably overreacting. But I don't really like the Sixers. I don't really care for Ben Simmons, so eh, I'm gonna say it. And he, he, you got Doc Rivers sticking up for him. I mean, I know it's just player, but you know, if you look at the numbers and he was hitting more than half his free throws, well, well, Doc. I mean, you know, okay, Doc. Yep. Yeah, keep keep talking. But guess what, though, Victor? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Philadelphia is up 3-1. Yeah, and Max Embiid is doubtful for Game 5. The Wizards are going to make this a 3-2 series. After that, I think the Sixers will close. The Rivers 3-1 lead, though? It, 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 I know. I know, Max. I mean, listen. I, mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be something. That would be something. But, Max, that's not only a 3-1 lead. That's a blown 3-0 lead. And teams yeah. are... Oh, for 140 something in playoff history when it comes to being down 3 0 yeah. seriously. Could you imagine? Yeah. Doc could have that crown too. Yeah. But no, Max, I think the Sixers are. But but I'm not, I'm not even talking about this round, so to say. If Embiid misses past this round, they're not getting past the yeah. second round. Oh, God. And, and then maybe potentially the Hawks are in the Eastern Conference. Oh, oh, my God. God. I don't no. want to see that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, not at all. But you know what though? That'd be the you know what though? This NBA season was surprising. It, it, it how how shitty it's been. I mean, playoffs have been pretty good, but just how weird this NBA season has been. It wouldn't surprise me. Wait, I'm so sorry, Max, and and uh, I agree with you, right? But just go back to the next because it it reminded me about when when we were talking about the Hawks and the Sixers moving on. How about New York fans? And again, I loved, I loved the scene outside the garden. I loved how loud the garden got right in game two. The Knicks just tied up the series 1-1. And then chance of we want Brooklyn, we want Philadelphia. Again, Max, this goes back to the point that I made early in the season. when Remember when they got the 500 and fans were screaming? Like, Let's slow down just a little bit. Like, like it wasn't even like the Knicks went up 2-0 in the series. They just tied yeah. the series back up. And where do you find yourself now? You're now down 3-1. And, and it's just more ammo for the mainstream media or yeah. other fans on Twitter to attack us. When really, really, again, I mean, that that was overreaction, Max. Like, I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm saying that was a little embarrassing. But let's not give any more than they already attack on us. Yeah. I mean, even game two, you know, that, that could have went 50-50 too. But, you know, you got to squeak one out. But, yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, you know my thoughts about that. I thought that was a little little much, but, you know, it's whatever. But, no, uh, I don't like the Sixers, but I like Embiid. So I kind of hope he's healthy because I, I want to see him in a, have a playoff run because I'd love to see the Sixers or Milwaukee. That would be a fun series, Sixers, Brooklyn. I'm more interested in Brooklyn only because I'd love to know what the hell the Nets do when it comes to guarding Embiid. I know I'm looking way steps ahead, but I just, I just want to see that. Um, hopefully he gets healthy soon. And Ben Simmons, you know, step up. You're the franchise guy now with Embiid out, so step up. It's yeah. on you. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Now, Max, the other series I just want to touch upon a little bit because it's it's 2-2 two, two as well, and I feel like it's going back. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Two other series are 2-2. Two, two. It's the Clippers and Mavericks. Clippers won the last two after going down 2-0. And the Clipper and and I'm sorry, the Trailblazers Nuggets keep going back and forth. Series is tied 2-2. Max, first off, do you believe that the Clippers playoff P have found their mojo? Do you think that they're going to stay hot and finish out the series after being down 0-2? Or do you think that the Mavs will bounce back? I mean, it's hard to say no. It looks like Luca. I think he's got like a neck injury or something. Yeah, a nerve issue, and yeah, yeah, that's never good. And who else is uh, there really, really supporting yeah. him? It's it's Luca or bust. I feel. Yeah, it's not your boy KP. No, sure. no. Um, no, yeah. I mean, it, it, it'd be hard to say that the Clippers haven't found their mojo, but at the same time, nobody in the series has won a home game, which is you know a little a little weird. But, yeah, no, the Clippers look good right now. I mean, especially Kawhi. He's looking like Pete Kawhi defensively. He's getting what he wants offensively. I'll be honest with you. The Blazers Nugget series, that, that's the most boringest series out of all the playoffs ones. I mean, I know that he got swept, so I shouldn't really be talking. But th- that one's going seven, and then they're going to lose. Whoever the winner of that is going to lose in the second round. I hate to be that guy, but I will be that guy. Okay, Max, can you remind me? Because I always get confused how the NBA playoffs work. So the winner of that series will play who? I believe since they're three six, they would be playing um, L.A. or Phoenix. Okay, now see, I <sighs> yeah, I guess, I guess either way. I mean, I don't know, Max, because if if I, I'm I'm really rooting, I'm really rooting. And I know that this is a dangerous game. I'm really rooting. You know how you want to see Embiid go on the run? I want to see yeah. Dame go on an actual run. And I would, too. I, yeah, I love Dame. I mean, who doesn't yeah. love Dame? I love to see him go off. But yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. Those, those teams, maybe, maybe I'm, that's a little little hot take for me. But, yeah, those teams just defensively, they're terrible. Well, they're so bad. Well, <laughs> agreed. But also, Max, this NBA season is so weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It almost seems like this is like the perfect storm brewing that you get a random finals yeah. matchup where it's you know? not the heavyweights, where it's the yeah. Nuggets, where it's the Jazz, the guys that haven't been there before versus, I mean, I, well, let's be honest. If, if Brooklyn stays on this track, Max, it's Brooklyn. But someone other than a LeBron James, other than a Kawhi, other than a Curry in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to be like that too, but, you know, injuries are always looming as we see now. Yeah. So, you know, you don't know the rounds, you know, another round, another round. It's, you never know. That's why, you know, if I'm a Sixers fan, I was pissed because, you know, let's get that win. Let's rest up a little bit more, you know? Yeah. No, I know. I know. But Max, listen, anything else you want to talk about NBA-wise? No, uh, just Buck Twitter. Just tread lightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'm just looking forward to, I, I mean, listen, whether tomorrow's the last game or not, overall, great season for the Knicks. Disappointed in how it ended, but really can't get too spoiled. Uh, wasn't expecting this much. Max, I briefly just want to talk a little NFL just because I saw this possibility and you know he's my guy, and I would love for him to get more help because he's done so much with so far less. Julio Jones possibly being traded to the Seattle Seahawks. I think that would be a perfect match with Russell. Man, Wilson. him and DK—that's not fair. Yeah, that that might be that might be the best. I mean, I think of Thielen and Jefferson. 
I think of Hopkins and AJ Green. That might be the top wide receiver duo in the league. No, yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, that that doesn't be number one for me. Two two freaks on the outside, and yeah. Wilson too. That's I mean, hopefully you know if that were happened, Carroll throws the ball a little bit more. But um, just not at the one yard know. line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is true. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, that'd be that'd be cool. That that'd definitely be that'd, that'd be great for Julio. Yeah. But all right, Max. I that's all I have for this episode of Old School Sport. What do you got? Uh, I got nothing. I should be having a couple articles coming out in the next three two three days. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me. At, yeah, you can follow me at Max Marshall one three six. And uh, yeah, they'll be on Twitter about or latest Thursday probably. So yeah, I'm, uh, I got some things up my sleeves. I'm his number one fan, so I will definitely be retweeting it. At Victor Terry. <laughs> oh, and the last thing, just a little baseball. Jacob DeGrom, the NL MVP for this season so far. Lowest ERA through May since 1964 in MLB. That is remarkable. But, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Again, at Victor Terry, Old School Sport. Give us a like on Facebook, at Old School Sport on Twitter. Give us a follow. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in.